Hi, and welcome to Math and Musings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math and Musings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math and Musings. Today's date is Friday, March 10th, 2023. This is Season 3, Episode 10. I'm going to say that again. It is March 10th, and this is Season 3, Episode 10. For those of you who have not put that together yet, yeah, this is 310 on 310. It's just unbelievable. For a guy who finds patterns in the most illogical manners... To have something staring him directly in the face, and then it's almost like this is fish in a barrel right here, as far as saying like, "Oh, that's a good number. That's a good pattern of numbers." Like three dot ten on three dot ten. That that's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And welcome, welcome everyone to what undoubtedly will be a great show. I mean, it's already great. Love the three ten. Talking about basketball again today. We are now into uh, you know basketball season. It's March Madness. It's on. Last week, I was talking a little bit about the college game and a heartbreaker I went to as a young man. It was February of 1990, my first time at the Dome, the um, the Carrier Dome, or whatever it's called now. You know, it's funny that, like, it was called the Carrier Dome for so long. Like, you forget that that's a corporate name, too. I didn't even mention that last time that, uh, well, there is this Carrier, you know, air conditioning company that put their name on that. Um, so... It, like the idea that it was, it's been tainted now of the, you know, it's whatever it's called, JMA wireless something carrier resented by the Carrier Dome and Bayheim and company. It's, uh, well, it always had a corporate name. That was last week. It was February 1990. Two months later, I convinced my mom. That's right. My mom took me to my first NBA game. This was April 20th, 1990. It was the New York Knicks final home game of the season. They hosted the Atlanta Hawks. Interesting that I didn't realize this until I started finding these programs. I told the story last week. I was digging through um, my closet and looking for something else. I don't remember what I was looking for. I stumbled upon some old programs. Yankee games, Knicks games, uh, Syracuse football and basketball. I'm going to be talking all about these in the next few weeks. That I had it in my head that certainly the first major sporting event I would have been to in my life would have certainly been a Yankee game. Well, no, it wasn't. It was at least third in line because, you know, I got documented evidence. Here are the programs that I would have gone to a college basketball game and an NBA game first. It was later that summer, August of 1990, that I went to a Yankee game for the first time to the stadium. From uh, the stadium to the garden. Yeah, and it, people know what you're talking about if you just say the garden. Uh, I'm not talking about the Rose Garden in D.C. This this is Madison Square Garden. April 1990, saw the Knicks host the Hawks. They said I, I went with my mom, interestingly enough. It's not that my dad didn't like basketball. He loved basketball. My dad loved all sports, as I do. Got that from him, in addition to everything else. My dad did not like New York City, did not like traveling to New York City, and did not travel to New York City the last 27 years of his life. Ironic, because he was from New York City. My dad was born in Manhattan in 
1942. As he always pointed out to me, that Fiero LaGuardia himself signed his birth certificate. Well, a copy of his signature anyway. It's like, it's New York City, you know, the, the mayor's signature shows up on your birth certificate and there's LaGuardia. And uh, so my dad spent his youth in New York City and they moved upstate um, sometime thereafter. And then uh, when the my Aunt Emily, finally, final family member, moved out of Manhattan in 1980. This is before I was born. My dad kind of like kissed it goodbye on New York City, never wanted to travel back, um, and never went to the city. Now, we went to a few Yankee games. Like, yeah, well, that, that's the Bronx. That's a little bit different. Never traveled to the city, never set foot on the island of Manhattan uh, again the rest of his life. Anyway... Uh, Mom loved going to the city and all things it entailed. Now, I love all those things, too. I'm sure we went to some Broadway shows and probably went to uh, Central Park and we went to the zoo and we went to a Knicks game, too. I talked Terry into that one. And we had amazing seats. And I've got to think, like, years later that, like, well, maybe she just didn't know. And it was, um, you know, it's not, not like you're looking at seats on the Internet like you do now and you can see the different prices I'm sure these tickets were outrageous, and my mom just probably thought, well, I, I don't know what these things cost. That probably is just what they cost. Okay, worked out for me. I remember it was like, I don't know, some kind of VIP section. I was like sitting at a table. I, like I felt like I was one of the guys keeping score. It's like I had a table in front of me. Or maybe just my memory of the thing is way better than it actually was, and I was actually sitting in the nosebleed seats you know, a million miles away on a little folding chair. No, in my mind, I had this table in front of me, a little seven-and-a-half-year-old Mikey O'Connell, almost eight, I guess, seeing the Knicks with my mom. And it was a Friday night. I had to look that one up. April 20th, 1990. And I mentioned last week, I have the program, still do. It's uh, Charles Oakley, of all people, on the cover. Not that Oakley wasn't one of their stars. He was, but he wasn't even playing that night. I don't know when they printed these up or like how often they changed what was on the cover. I know like they changed the inserts from time to time because this one literally says uh, printed on the inside April 20th, 1990. Oakley was out injured and that is noted on here. I'm going to read through some of the Knicks players. This, this is just fantastic. They had an aging but still effective Maurice Cheeks. All right, Johnny Newman, Trent Tucker, Kenny Skywalker, Mark Jackson, again, like, guy who was a, was a stud in the city and in Madison Square Garden, like, his whole life. I mean, first playing for St. John's and then playing for the Knicks. Gerald Wilkins, who has a long feature article about Gerald Wilkins and uh, that the fact that he's got this famous brother, Dominique, and they're facing off against one another that evening. Uh, brothers facing one another, Gerald versus Dominique. Dominique, by the way, dominated this game. He scored 32 points. Spoiler alert, the Hawks won the game because I never saw a winning game when I was a kid. Uh, Ewing, Charles Oakley, Kiki Vanjoy was playing. And then the Hawks had an incredible team as well. Some aging stars, Moses Malone towards the end of his career. Spud Webb, of course, everybody knows Spud Webb. He's he's the guy who's you know, five foot seven. Um uh, the aforementioned Dominique Wilkins, Doc Rivers, who went on to fame as uh, as coach, Kenny Smith, 
who we know him now from TV broadcasting. And it's, uh, it's amazing to me, Mike Fratello was, uh, was the head coach at the time. It was Stu Jackson who was uh, the Knicks coach that evening as well. And, and I got to see this, this battle, the final home game of the season. Now, if you're wondering, Knicks in 1990, they, uh, middle of the road pack, they were just on the cusp of, like, I don't want to say stardom. Like, this, this was kind of the end of the bad boys era. And uh, let's see. It would have been the Pistons' second championship in a row in 1990. And then the Bulls won three in a row. And then when Michael Jordan retired, well, that's when the Knicks actually went to a, a finals. This was 94. This was a heartbreaking year for me. It was the OJ year and the Knicks and the Rangers playing in the finals. This was my childhood. Like, I have seventh grade students now. Like, I tell them, like, well, when I was 12, this is what was going on. Knicks, Rangers, OJ. And, but a few years before that, Knicks were sort of on, on the cusp of, of being really good. Jordan retiring, of course, helped that. Speaking of a couple of those teams, I mean, Knicks uh, were in fifth place in the Eastern Conference. They beat the Celtics in the first round and then lost to the eventual champion Pistons, who I think were favored to win the whole thing before this anyway. Uh, East was a, was a rough conference at the time, and I mean that in every sense of the term. Like, they, they played hard. They played hard. That was just the style at the time, and as was the fashion at the time. And the Hawks, they, I would say that they weren't that team. They ended up missing the playoffs that year. They were they were one game out. They were um, if they did uh, did more than eight teams as they have NBA recently um, more than eight teams in the playoffs. Hawks would have been in. They would have been the nine seed despite winning their last three games of the season. I, did, I hadn't memorized all this. I looked it all up because I was curious. They won their last three games of the season, but uh, still finished a game out, missed the playoffs by a single game, uh, finished five hundred. Knicks, few games above 500, uh, fifth place in the East, lost to the eventual champions. I mentioned uh, a few things about the game, or in, kind of in in passing. Dominique Wilkins, yeah, he played 41 minutes. He put up 32 points, and on 14 out of 21 field goals, which is which is great. And as a team, the Hawks shot 57% in this game. Hawks shot 49 for 86 they were two for four on three-pointers that's just unbelievable that like the way they played the whole game they only put up four three-pointers Knicks looked like run and gun team here I mean they they made three out of eight um, Patrick Ewing scored 24 points he was the high scorer for the Knicks on eight of 16 shooting the the thing that the Knicks had going for them I mean 25 out of 28 from the line that's almost 90 percent that's great um they shot i mean this this is the whole game right here i mentioned hawks shot 40 or 57 percent from the field as a team knicks shot 43 percent well i guess you could round that up to 44 percent 43.8 percent from the field as a team mark jackson did score 16 points off the bench he played 27 minutes. Maurice Cheeks played 21 minutes, though he is listed as the starter. I don't know how they um, figured that one out. Uh, it wasn't foul trouble. Um, Jackson looks like has only one foul 
Cheeks had two. Ewing fouled out of the game. He's got six fouls listed. He's still playing that. Uh, he's still playing some Georgetown basketball and uh, Eastern Conference basketball uh, in this era. I remember loving every minute of the game. I remember like going to the garden, and the, there's only one garden, and it was a memorable experience for me. I think they had either it was either they had. They had just finished a few weeks of, must have been that they just finished a few weeks of the circus and like it still smelled like circus or uh, more circus was was coming up because I remember that being like, oh yeah, I can see they're, they're setting up for the circus over there too because that was, that was like the big deal. Must have been, they must have been setting up for it because that would make sense if like the Knicks had finished their season, must have been setting up for the circus after that. Anyway, memorable day for me at uh, sitting at the Knicks game because, and I purposely buried the lead through this whole business because I wanted, this is the stinger at the end, when I say that not only was that the first NBA game I ever went to, as of this moment, it's the most recent NBA game I've been to as well. Yeah, somehow, unbelievably, I have been so far to only one NBA game in my life. I am set to change that in a couple weeks. Uh, me and the fam, my new trio, we have tickets to see our local team now, the Washington Wizards, who are, are fighting for their playoff lives these days, um, at least as I record this. We'll see when when I go to the game. And it, it's it's the last home game in the season. Now, I, didn't, I didn't do that on purpose. I kind of realized that after. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the last home game in the season. I'll be there for my second NBA game of my life, and uh, my son will be at his first. Uh, as far as I know, it's uh, Mrs. O'Connell's first time in an NBA game as well. I will update you with uh, those stories after the fact. And I'm getting a weird interference now on my microphone. If all this sounds choppy, just know it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And if it sounds fine, well then, yeah, it, it wasn't me either. <laughs> it all sounds fine. Anyway, we, we don't do second takes around here. It, it's one and done. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed this week's broadcast of Math Amusings. For more Math Amusings, you can head to MikeOConnellJr.com. <laughs>